0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, Monday Magic. This is what a winning weekend feels like. Which BYU athlete had the best weekend?
1: ESPN's Trevor Maddich answers that question, plus the latest on BYU Hoops' Nick Emery. What does it mean for the Cougars' season? What does
0: Elijah Bryant mean for the BYU basketball season? I'll give you 27 answers, and Jamal Williams
2: trucks the Chicago Bears. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU
0: Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Winning.
1: Winning. Weekend. Yes. Yes. It is
0: a happy Monday, November 13th, yes. wherever and however you're dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU professor of Star Wars 101, Jerem Jordan.
1: Now, back in the day, I, I thought that there was a uh, Lord of the Rings or J.R.R. R. Tolkien class at Brigham. I'm serious. Where you'd read the books and you'd talk about it and whatever. I'm like, oh, that's a fun class. Although, I don't really feel like reading the Cimmerillion I've read Lord what? of the Rings. I haven't. There's another book about the history of the elves. I've read Lord of the Rings. I'm not going into those other books, though. I'm really, really? not. <laughs> awesome, the Cimmerillion? Right? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Really, I just
0: wanted you to come over and educate my six-year-old Jax who watched Star Wars A New Hope for the first time on oh, things that he needs experience. to pay attention to the next time he watched it. Because he came up and he said, when the
2: Death Star blew up, it was awesome! It
1: was awesome. Yeah. Even if that was uh, digitally done later, that's not the original blow up. Right. With the uh, aura, ring, the ring
0: of uh, I was fire. With, yeah,
1: I was loving. there's fire in space. Yeah. <laughs> That can't happen. It doesn't. Right? It, it, I've doesn't been told that sense. can't happen. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Whatever. Hey.
0: Whatever. All for special effects. I'm not that smart. To the know. point is, it was a big weekend in the Linton home with Star Wars, and for BYU athletics. Holy cow! What does a winning weekend feel like? This right now on Monday morning, which brings us to our headlines.
2: It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU football
0: victory. Under the Friday night lights in Las Vegas, 31-21, the Cougars have still never lost to the Rebels in Vegas. Ha! <laughs> 9-0 all time. Squally Canada rushed for 213 yards, ninth most in BYU history in a single game on 25 carries, and freshman quarterback Joe Critchlow, the Joe Show, went 14-22 for 160 yards, all playing into a big road win, which brings us to our stat of the day.
2: It's the
1: BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been 370 days between road wins for BYU football. It was uh, at Cincinnati last year, November 5th. I was there, and this one
0: felt better than the 20-3 win at Cincinnati.
1: How pathetic is UNLV? They can't even beat a 2-8 BYU team. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad, man. Nice win for BYU. You're right. It just feels good. That was the best win of the season for BYU, by four.
0: I spoke with Kalani Sitake postgame on what he thought of his freshman QB in start number one. Coach? Yeah, he was just safe with the ball, protected the football, and, and made some great decisions. Um, I thought he managed the game really well for not having a lot of experience, and I'm uh, just really proud of him. How can you ask for more
1: from who could ask for anything more? The
0: dude who was slated to redshirt this season was fourth string on the depth chart a few months off his mission to go in with a 2-8 and eight BYU football team on the road and do what he did.
1: This is the greatest freshman performance at quarterback always ever had in a first start because he won. And he was a fourth stringer, and it was on the road. I mean, In other, this season! Ty Detmer and Tace Mill and Tanner Mangum are the three others that won their first start as freshmen. But none had to do what Joe Critchlow did, which is go out on the road, be 2-8, and eight, have like no-run game or offense, and then boom. Squally Canada certainly played into that. We'll talk mm. much more about mm. football coming up. BYU basketball opened up the season with a 91-61 win over the fighting Jerry Rices of Mississippi Valley State. Elijah Bryant! 27 points on Mm -hmm. 10 of 11 shooting, 6 of 7 from distance. My goodness. After the game, Bryant said his teammates played a big role in his performance.
2: I think my guys just finding me. It wasn't wasn't me finding open shots. My guys found me. I was on tonight and kept on finding me. So shout out to my guys.
1: Now that's a nice sentiment, but I'm extremely distracted visually. (laughs) Because Elijah (laughs) Bryant keeps looking into the camera. He would look at you when you were asking the question, which is good. But then he'd turn to the camera. What's up with that, man? He's been working Bratz. on his uh, YouTube channel too much. Yeah. As the weekend on the side. On the weekends. Maybe the weekdays is when he does it. I don't know. But he kept staring into my soul. I was like, does he know? Does he know? Does he know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a man with a lot of confidence who will happily oh, stare into the cold glass eye because he scored 27 points. He's like, I missed one...
1: I missed I, one shot. I think he heard your Yoli's the best player in the WCC, and he's like, uh, "I have I missed one shot." After the game, I went up to Elijah and I said, "Hey, nice game. What happened on that one miss, man? <laughs> what you can't see, you can't finish it. Let's go, bro." Yeah, Yoli he, had what, a, She just laughed. Yoli
0: yeah. Child had a quiet night. Jerem, recording a four by five. Okay,
1: a four by five. When you have at least uh, five things in four categories. Okay? okay, you could argue it's the other way around. Okay. whatever. 17th in BYU history. It hasn't happened that often. Played a lot of basketball 13 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, team high, by the way, and 5 blocks. Yeah, it really hurt his status and how I feel about Yoli Childs. I think he's down to number 3 in the Spencer Linton uh, (laughs) one-on-one power rankings. WCC one-on-one power
0: rankings. That's (laughs) too much. Okay. Point is, winning weekend for BYU basketball as well. That
1: was the good news.
0: Here's the tough news. BYU basketball junior guard Nick Emery announced he is withdrawing from classes for this semester and will not play for the Cougars. He said in a statement, and I quote, I have decided to withdraw from BYU today. Unfortunately, I am mentally not where I need to be in order to perform in basketball and in school this year. As it has been made known, I went through a divorce this year, and it has been really difficult for me. I have confidence that I will come back stronger and better. I have every intention on coming back to BYU and representing Cougar Nation on the basketball floor. I thank everyone for their love and support, especially my teammates and the BYU administration that have been an incredible support system. Go Cougs, end quote. His team has really rallied around him. And I think this is the best thing, obviously, for Nick. Thus, that is why he is doing it. And we we wish him the best. We wish him the absolute best. We will discuss more about how this impacts the product on the floor this year for BYU basketball in about
1: 25 minutes. Yeah, or doesn't. We'll discuss. Cougars in the NFL update. Jamal Williams. He was like the only healthy Green Bay Packer running back. So we got 20 carries yesterday, 67 yards, and a Packers win against the Bears. Mm. Also, Kava Inouye led the Patriots with five tackles in a 41-16 Broncos beatdown. Remember when the Patriots were like, oh no, they're falling apart. They're 7-2 They now. still have Tom Brady, so yeah. They're 7-2. and two.
2: Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Winning
0: weekend. Let it soak in a little bit more, BYU Sports Nation.
1: Oh, it has since Friday night slash Saturday morning.
0: 10-point win for the BYU football team in Las Vegas, 31-21. Man, that was fun to watch. And then you should have seen the crowd lingering after. Nobody wanted to Linger leave longer. Sam Boyd Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. BYU's fans probably outnumbered UNLV throughout the game. They were certainly louder. Pretty cool that they show up for a 2-8 and eight BYU team. To watch that happen, which is why Kalani Satake kept saying thank you to the fans. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was his message after the game was, I'm just so happy that we won, yes, but thank you to the fans for, for showing up and supporting us. It was amazing. Then we come back on Saturday night, and BYU basketball puts together a complete performance against, yeah, not a good team in Mississippi Valley State, but...
1: I'll take winning by 30, however it comes. Look, you should do that, right? When
0: you execute well against a bad team, that's what happens, and that's what BYU did. There were a number of individuals that had great weekends within these two team victories, among other sports as well. I mean, we can throw in pretty much every fall sport over the weekend because it was great for BYU, and that's what leads us to today's Twitter question.
1: Which BYU Cougar had the best weekend and why? Use hashtag BYUSN, or was it the weekend? AKA Elijah Brand. Use mm. hashtag BYUSN at Nick Lee 51. Critchlow thrown into the fire. That's how he got the red hair. And got BYU its first and maybe only road win of the year. He looked good doing it. Joe Critchlow. How do yeah, that's the thing. Like for me, there are
0: three obvious answers that come to mind. One of them being Joe Critchlow. Yeah. The other being Squally Canada. Mm -hmm. And the third being Elijah Bryant.
1: You could argue Yoli Childs with the four by (laughs) five. The four by five. You could argue, uh, you know, Roy Linkletter in cross country. Although Roy didn't go all out because he's saving up for this weekend. I go with Squally Canada. 213 yards. He's been incredible. Uh, 25 carries. The 213, by the way, as you mentioned. Eighth the most in BYU history. Eighth the most in BYU history? What? The, the first non-Taysom Hill Jamal Williams player in Independence to rush for 200, by the way. That's significant. Eight and a half yards a carry. Last two games, Squally Canada, boom, turned it on. 33 carries, 297, two touch, nine a carry. Ah! What a performance from Squally Canada. And after the game, Kalani Satake liked Squally Canada's performance.
2: I think that it's just nice to have Squally back healthy. Uh, so you can see the run, the, the, the gaps that are there, and give him a lot of credit for He ran tough yards, you know, and uh, O-line did a great job. So I, I was
0: really proud of our receivers and tight ends the way they blocked tonight as well. That's something that I had overlooked yes. a little bit, the fact that
1: he wasn't healthy. The because everybody, wasn't else, healthy? everybody else has been injured. and he, yeah. missed, he missed some games. He missed some games. But he's back, and he's good, and he's been really good.
0: Last two. 200-plus for Squally Canada. For me... I stayed with the football field, and as good as Squally was, I think the person that had the best weekend was the freshman quarterback, Joe Critchlow. Mm. I mean. He was awesome. You saw behind the scenes what it was like for him in the locker room when he went in there. Longy Tui Fua tweeting out a video about Joe
1: (laughs) getting excited. Listen, he's a better passer than Dancer. (laughs) But most of the quarterbacks are.
0: Joe Critchlow had the best weekend. Because he fulfilled a lifelong dream. Those were his words to me. My
1: lifelong dream was that BYU win a road game. Starting the quarterback they did
0: it. for BYU <laughs> goes in in his first start in this season and does that. And I feel like he's the reason that Squally Canada got to do what he did and go on to win BYU the game, as you said, Jerem, He's not rushing for over 213 yards or two, over 200 yards. If Joe Critchlow doesn't complete passes and keep the UNLV defense on their heels a little bit with his arm.
1: Critchlow did not make a poor decision all game. His decision making was unbelievable. It was so good. He didn't throw a pick. Are you serious? He didn't throw a pick. Fourth freshman to win his first start, by the way. The names, Ty Detmer, Taysom Hill, Ooh, Tanner Mangum, yep. and then fourth string walk-on from Franklin, Tennessee, the ginger gunslinger, Joe Critchlow. The Joe that? Show. How about that?
0: There is a Broadway in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where Joe is from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's BYU's he's... Broadway Joe.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Homie wins one game and you're tossing out nicknames <laughs> like they're pancakes on conference Saturday. You Come on, man. You get a nickname
0: man. and you get a nickname. Hey,
1: why? Wait, not? Hey, when you're two and eight, you're handing out nicknames when you win on the road. <laughs> the Joe Show.
0: Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Who had the best weekend? As a BYU Cougar. To the tweets.
2: It's winter time.
0: At our <laughs> Greenhaw says, Elijah Bryant for sure. 10 for 11. Awesome. A BYU record for first start or something like that. Plus the, 6 the, for 7 from the three-point line.
1: Uh, there, and there's Elijah staring at us.
0: Right now he's saying, why didn't you guys pick me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's always an empty chair for you, Elijah.
0: <laughs> Continuing the tweet, but also Squally Canada. I've had that dude back from day one. Hashtag BYUSN.
1: It was an incredible weekend. Elijah was unbelievable, dude.
0: It's because football was 2-8. and eight.
1: Yes, the desperation factor was really high. Coming okay. up, Nick Emery withdraws from school. What does it mean for the BYU basketball season?
0: Oh, And Trevor Maddich of ESPN will join us. How validating was that win for Ty Detmer?
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This
0: is what a winning Monday feels like. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, that number growing every day on the Twitter machine. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: I imagine uh, Kalani Satake and select players will be in a good mood when they are featured in the BYU Football Weekly Press Conference on the BYU Football Facebook page. You can watch those live coming up. At 12.50 Eastern Time. Which
0: BYU Cougar had the best weekend and why? And there were several that had a fantastic weekend. At Jake R. Kemp tweets in, I'm going to say Squally Canada, showing us what he learned from Jamal Williams, who absolutely ran grown men over against the Chicago Bears yesterday.
1: Yeah, 20 carries, 67 yards. So low per carry average, but had some nice carries in a win. I heard
0: multiple people on the BYU sideline in Vegas say, Squally has gone Jamal tonight. He's Jamal Williams tonight.
1: <laughs> the Squall fence is you tweet. Yes,
0: high Squality.
1: <laughs> high Squality. Oh, geez.
0: <laughs> Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is ESPN College football insider, expert, and analyst Trevor Madich, national champion as well. Trevor, great to have you back with us. What do you think? Which BYU Cougar had the best weekend and Why? Uh, Squally Canada.
3: Because he made everything else happen. When you've got a freshman making his first start at quarterback, the best thing you can do is make sure he doesn't have to do anything with pressure on him. In other words, pressure to win the game. And Canada in that BYU running game established dominance and made it so that Chris Lowe had plenty of time. He had he had very little pressure on him to make the plays, and he just rode the the wave of the running game, and Canada led the way for that.
1: It was interesting to watch this because I think Joe Critchlow softened the defense for Squally Canada, who then won the game for BYU. It was an interesting dynamic between the quarterback running back. Sometimes it's, well, most of the time it's the run game that opens up the pass. I thought it was the reverse.
3: Yeah, well, see, it's funny how all that complements itself, though, doesn't it? You know, when BYU... This season, they've had struggles, usually with both at the same time. But there have been a couple of times this year when BYU's running game just went off. You look at Utah State. I mean, they ran for over 200 yards there as well. They had a phenomenal running game, but seven turnovers and injuries to quarterback and everything else. The passing game didn't contribute, and they lost that game. When you put it both together and you don't commit turnovers, it's fascinating what can happen.
0: ESPN's Trevor Maddich with us. It's another Maddich Monday. Was Friday night's BYU win more a validation for Ty Detmer's offense or Joe Critchlow as the quarterback?
3: I don't think Ty Detmer's offense needs any validation. I think it works when you execute it, and Critchlow executed it well. Now, once again, I I want to be careful to not dump too much on the other quarterbacks that have played because they didn't have either this kind of a running attack to support them or, you know, there they were you know the seven turnovers and there have been times when BYU's offense has been a turnover machine and things have been a difficult scenario, a difficult, a different environment for the quarterback. But looking just at this one, you can take this in a vacuum, and you can say that Critchlow was poised in the pocket. Uh, he was quite often accurate. He looked like the setting was not too big for him. And his, in his first start, he gave you every reason to believe that he could continue to grow from there. And that is phenomenal. I, I don't think it's a validation of Ty's offense. I, I think that it is a confirmation that when everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing in a way that is at least relatively well executed, the offense can work. And so I think I, with Critchlow, he's got a great opportunity now. He's got two more games, uh, and certainly he might not be the only quarterback that will play, but he's got two more opportunities this year to show that he can continue to take a step up and then another step up and then head into the offseason as a guy that will really be the, the, the it quarterback from a buzz standpoint heading into spring.
1: Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting to see what he can do in two winnable games. BYU opens up a three-and-a-half point favorite against UMass. That's up to four right now. Uh, should be an interesting matchup Saturday. Joe Crislow, I didn't think, made a, a single poor decision. I thought his decision-making was incredible. He didn't throw a single pick. He goes 14-22, 160, and a touchdown. What was the best part of what he did Friday night?
3: The best part was how he stood in the pocket and seemed to understand a bit of what he was looking at. Too often, BYU quarterbacks have, have been in the pocket appearing to look to, see, to, look to find an open guy. And then when he found that open guy, then they'd throw the ball in that guy's direction. And how much of that is the quarterback not knowing how to read and how much of that is the quarterback not trusting that the receiver would be in the right spot and therefore throwing the ball to the spot on time, I don't know. I think that's something that they know internally that I haven't heard them talk about. But from a standpoint of Chris Lowe looking like it wasn't too big for him mentally, I think that was the biggest part. Usually when you get a quarterback in a system like this as a freshman making his first start, you can tell that he's a little scattered mentally. You can see him drop back in the pocket, and then he's got happy feet, and he's looking around, and he's looking not just downfield, but at the, but the pass rush coming at him. And you can tell that mentally he's not locked in the way a seasoned veteran with years in the offense would be. Critchlow didn't appear that way. Now, there's no way he's got this offense locked in completely. But it was clear that mentally he was processing information in a way that was relatively calm and relatively poised. And if you can do that in your first start, there's a lot of hope that you can do that better going forward.
0: ESPN's quarterback rating is something that we discuss often on this show uh, with you, Trevor, and Joe Critchlow had a 60.5 on Friday night. With that one game of solid quarterbacking, how much of that is an indicator of maybe what Joe Critchlow can and will do as he seeks to be the number one guy in spring ball next year?
3: I don't know that one game is something to to put on him and expect that to be his, you know, what will happen next week and the week after that. I think from this perspective, we can give him too much credit or we can give him too much blame. Right now, because of the win, because of how well he performed, it's easy to say, yep, this is the quarterback of the future, this is the guy to beat. But, again, he didn't face the problems that Bo Hodge and Tanner Mangum faced this year. He didn't face the same kind of defense, not even remotely close. He didn't have to deal with turnovers, although part of that was the fact that he didn't throw any interceptions, so he didn't contribute to any turnovers. He got a receiving core that had been playing all year long. And week after week after week, the receiving core has been getting good coaching. Sometimes we've seen it on the field, sometimes we haven't, but his receivers really helped him out. Like that touchdown that Hefo caught, That that was a phenomenal catch. You know, that could very well have been an incompletion. And yet, it was a confidence builder for the young quarterback. So he benefited from the receivers' development over the course of the season, Um, and he developed. He benefited from the best running game of the entire season. So I'm not taking anything away from Chris Lowe, but I think from a standpoint of fans, let's just take a breath. Let's say this is a good start. It's very encouraging. There's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to build on, but let's not let's not you know crown him you know Ty Detmer of his Heisman season quite yet. It's just not. It's too, just too soon for that, and it's not fair to the kid to put that on him right now after one game.
1: If you want to crown him, then crown him, Trevor! That's what I say, the words of uh, Denny Green. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got it. Let's <laughs> let Denny do that, but I'm not going. Not yet. Yeah, I can't, I can't quote that full thing uh, here on BYU TV. Uh, yeah, no, you, you can't, <laughs> don't
3: even do it in your heart because exactly. I think that's a sin, too. Yeah. Exactly. Uh,
1: how much of what happened Friday was playing UNLV Versus real progress in the offense.
3: Uh, I think a lot of it is playing UNLV, truthfully, because UNLV just isn't very good. You know, UNLV's defense doesn't really do anything particularly well. Uh, but keep this in mind that BYU has played some other teams that don't do anything particularly well either. Utah State's defense not that great. Lost the game. Gave up seven ECU turnovers. ECU
1: was the worst.
3: East Carolina. Defense, terrible. Everybody shredded East Carolina. Everybody but BYU. So I don't think you can, you can say that any team in the football bowl subdivision is a team that was so bad that BYU shouldn't be able to roll them like they rolled UNLV because BYU hadn't shown much of that either. And so I think that when you look at how poorly BYU was performed against some of the teams that they should have had great success against, And you compare that to how well they performed against this UNLV defense that they should have great success against. I think you can be encouraged because you can see improvement. Now, that improvement went from heinous to pretty good, right? But pretty good looks like a world beater when heinous has been your standard against some of those other teams. And they have performed in a way that has looked heinous. Uh, in some of these games. So for them to have this feeling, to look at this on tape and see themselves succeed, to, to have a spring in their step going into um, you know practice this week, these are all things that are important to them, and I hope that they really enjoy them because they, they have not quit. This BYU team, that's the fundamental thing to me this whole season for all the bad things that have happened. These guys have continued to work hard. They've continued to play. They've continued to respect their teammates and their coaches via their effort, and none of them, they haven't checked out. It's so easy to do that when you're winning, when things are going well. It's so hard to keep up that level of focus and that level of, of, of desire when things are going like they've been going for BYU, and I'm glad that they got this payoff because they deserve it.
0: Follow him at T. Maddich on Twitter. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. You were at the Auburn-Georgia game for ESPN game day, and it was quite the shakeup in all of college football on Saturday. So with what happened to number one ranked Georgia losing to Auburn amidst all of the other chaotic results on Saturday, how does that change the current college football landscape at the top?
3: Well, it's delicious chaos, isn't it? It just, it just takes everything and makes it completely crazy. And that is part of the fun of this thing. Georgia, number one, got blistered by Auburn. I mean manhandled. It wasn't just a bounce of the ball here and there. Uh, Notre Dame, same way. Miami just dominated them. So that, that, that opens up two openings in the top four. you know. And so Miami from number seven, I think will go up there because they beat, uh, they beat Notre Dame at number three, and Miami is still undefeated. So Miami will be in the top four coming up. you think that Oklahoma, after they had a, a dominant win over number six TCU, would be the other team. So I'm guessing you'd see uh, Alabama, Clemson, Miami, Oklahoma. Uh, and it, may, it might be Oklahoma, Miami. I think that'll be your top four. The real big question here, or there's two, is what do you do about Auburn? Auburn just crushed the team that the committee has said for the last several weeks is the best team in the nation. And they have a chance to beat the new number one, probable number one, Alabama, when they play him in the Iron Bowl in two weeks. I don't think Auburn will be in the top four in this ranking, but they have a chance to get up there with two losses if they can knock off Alabama. And I think they can beat Alabama, especially because of Alabama's injuries at linebacker. The other big question is Wisconsin. Wisconsin is still undefeated. They don't look on tape as good as some of the other teams up there in the top four. Not all the time. But they're getting better and better each week. Their problem is their schedule doesn't feature enough wins over highly ranked teams. That's not their fault. They haven't faced highly ranked teams. It'll be interesting to see what what the committee does with Wisconsin as an undefeated team.
1: Who are your top four
3: right now? Right now, my top four... Uh, would be um and, and this is tough. I'd put Alabama at number one. Although that's shaky because Alabama's a different team now because of their the injuries at linebacker. But I put Alabama number one, Clemson number two. I would put Oklahoma at number three and Miami at number four.
1: Mm, Miami yeah. Clemson in the ACC title game will be a play in. Yeah, you know if they it, win it's it. very
3: it very well could be. But see if they if that game, if it turns out that that would be a, uh, uh, a another game that would open up a spot in the top four, and that might be all that Wisconsin needs.
0: We just need a turnover chain for BYU Sports Nation now. A
1: turnover tie for BYU. I think that makes sense, right? A turnover, tur- a turnover bowl of green jello, shredded <laughs> carrots included. <laughs> Trevor,
0: yeah. awesome stuff. Thanks for the time, as always.
1: All right, thanks, guys.
0: Trevor Madesh on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline. Your financial future. Which BYU Cougar had the best weekend and why? Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, Elijah Bryant, a candidate for that. His line was ridiculous, but was it a big deal? Well, he did miss that one shot. And how will the absence of Nick Emery affect the BYU basketball team on the court this year? Who steps up? We'll discuss
2: that next. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Monday magic.
0: Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio Simulcast on
1: BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. BYU football with Kalani Satake should be fun this week, 8 Eastern time tomorrow on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Spencer Linton is hosting because your boy Greg Rebell will be on his way to New Jersey to call the BYU-Princeton game Wednesday. Sign up on BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show to reserve your seat for tomorrow's show starting at the top of the hour. The Cougars' first real
0: test in basketball, if you will, playing at Princeton Ivy League Champs. A consistently good program. Team BYU beat last year. Yes. And the op- in the opener. In the opener. That feels like an eternity ago. It's been a long year. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Led off by BYU football with that victory under the Friday Night Lights in Las Vegas. 31-21 at Sam Boyd Stadium. The Cougars still unbeaten against the Rebels in Vegas, 9-0. Squally Canada rushed for 213 yards on 25
1: carries. That's some high-squality running, (laughs) Jerem. BYU basketball opened up the 2017-18 season with a 91-61 win over Mississippi Valley State. Elijah Bryant stared into everyone's souls. With 27 points on 10 of 11 shooting, 6 of 7 from the three-point line.
0: BYU basketball junior guard Nick Emery announcing that he will withdraw and has withdrawn from classes for the semester and will not play basketball for the
1: Cougars this season. Which players will fill that
0: void? We'll discuss that in just a moment. And
1: Jamal Williams had 20 carries for 67 yards in a Green Bay Packers win against the Chicago Bears.
0: He absolutely trucked. A few of the Bears. One A, a critical uh, first, first down, down
1: late in the game with minutes to go.
0: Yes, yes. Back to the Nick Emery situation for BYU basketball, and let's revisit the quote that was put out in BYU's official release late on Friday afternoon. I have decided to withdraw from BYU today, Emery said. Unfortunately, I am mentally not where I need to be in order to perform in basketball and in school this year. As it has been made known, I went through a divorce this year and it has been really difficult for me. I have confidence that I will come back stronger and better. I have every intention on coming back to BYU and representing Cougar Nation on the basketball floor. I thank everyone for their love and support, especially my teammates, coaches, and the BYU administration that have been an incredible support system. Go Cougs, end quote. The thing I like most about that quote is the fact that he says, back stronger and better, and that he wants to come back and play for BYU. I want Nick Emery back playing for BYU basketball, but I want him to feel good, and I want him to feel mentally healthy.
1: Yeah, the first thought here is the person is more important than the thing, right? Yes. So Nick Emery needs to get his uh, you know, life in order. He needs time away to be able to do what he needs to do to get his life uh, back to where – He's in a happy place, right? Whatever that means for him. Second is, what's the impact on uh, BYU basketball this season? Yeah, what's right? the immediate impact? The immediate impact is, I, I'm not, I, like, it is a loss for sure. To have a 16 and then a 13-point score, a guy who can go off for 30 any game, that is a loss on the court. I'm not sure he, he's that kind of player right now, though. I think that he needs time to, wait to get back to being that player. When he was uh, that player more his freshman year, right? So I, I'm happy for that, him in that regard and hope that he comes back to BYU. I think that the addition of Zach Sellius and Josh Hardnett makes up for uh, at least, if not more, of what Nick Emery brought to the table. I was hoping that BYU would have some real depth there. I think BYU is not as deep without Nick Emery. And honestly, at this point, I'm not sure, given the way he was playing, that Nick Emery would have been a starter. So I think that BYU is in a good spot right now with who they have behind Nick Emery. Yeah, or, and now luxury. in front of him.
0: What a luxury for Dave Rose to turn down the bench and see a 50% three-point shooter in Zach Sellius
1: Who may be a starter. We'll see what matchups they go with and what games.
0: It probably, it's all about matchups, right? Yes. Depending on the, the opponent. He can play the three in this offense. And Jashir Hardnett, who is a really good on-ball defender, tough-minded, tough-nosed kid, who doesn't take bad shots, is happy to distribute the ball.
1: You don't take no crap from no one.
0: That's the truth. So, yes, between Zach and Jashir,
1: it, it kind of feels like BYU will be okay while I think Nick so. Emery gets better. I think so. I think so. And I was hoping, and I am hoping, that Jasheer Hardnett can be your second point guard and come off the bench. T.J. Haas, Elijah Bryant, you could start Josh here if you wanted, but I, I don't think you need three point guards on the court all the time. I think you bring them off the bench. You bring in reinforcements. Did it look
0: awkward at all? Because I wondered. I'm like, okay, what's it going to be like if Jashir Hardnet is on the floor with Eli Bryant, and T.J. Haas.
1: I don't think it's awkward. It's not. I just think that you want to be able to have someone come off the bench and lead the team. So if T.J. Haas – let's say T.J. Haas or Elijah Bryant or Zach Selyus, if he's a starter, pick up two fouls. You bring in Josh Shear. He's the point guard when he comes in. T.J. Haas can shift to the two if he's not on the bench already. Elijah – there's all these guys that can shoot. I love that you have three or four legit three-point shooters on this team. That is fantastic. Yoli Childs, tremendous inside. Luke Worthington uh, doing work underneath, defending, Dalt rebounding. Dalton Nixon, right there with Luke Dalt Worthington. Dalton Nixon is playing really physical right now, but a guy that can make threes as well. I like this team. It's, I li- and I like the fact that there's no expectations. I love that. It feels, I, it feels uh, sunny as opposed to cloudy last year. Does that make sense? Yeah. It felt awfully stormy. But it is clear skies right now, and it's, and it's crisp, and it's fresh, and I'm excited to see what this team can do. BYU
0: basketball will take on Princeton later this week. Wednesday, baby. And then
1: UT Arlington in the house Saturday.
0: This is a big week for who? A couple of significant tests. Remember, UT Arlington. Oh, I remember. The team that beat up on BYU in the first round of the NIT and the team that won (laughs) at St. Mary's last year as well. Well, that's good for everybody. Let's be honest. When a team wins at St. Mary's? Any team. Yeah, I'm, I don't disagree. Trust me. If there's one person that can wholeheartedly get on that thought train band, uh,
1: yeah. that is me. St. Mary's face. S- somewhere. It's floating around there somewhere in the social media sphere. UT Arlington, 105 points to end season. Oh! Rematch Saturday. Let's go. Yeah, Heath Schroer is here. So I, uh, I'm ca-
0: i calling for less than 105 given up to UT Arlington oh, on my Saturday.
1: Goodness. Yeah, BYU's playing good ball. They have yet to allow... Uh, you know, an opposing team to shoot over forty percent this this season.
0: That's getting it done. That's good. BYU basketball shooting over fifty percent and holding opponents under forty percent.
1: Winning numbers. Winning numbers. Can BYU go to Princeton? Yes, and get a victory. Yes. <laughs> Coming up, Jamal Williams gets a shot for the Packers at running back. How did he do? I can't believe it took you that long to go to the Princeton. It t- I forgot. Wow. I forgot. Yeah. Joe Critchlow posts the highest QB
0: efficiency rating of any BYU quarterback this year. Big deal or no deal? Let's play that next. We will discuss
2: Spencer again. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan on a happy Monday. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: And today you'll hear from the coordinators, Ty Detmer and Elisa Tuyaki with Gregor Bell at JCW's at 2 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio and the app. It's called Coordinators Corner. It's coming up at 2 Eastern. Which BYU Cougar had
0: the best weekend and why? Maybe it's one of the coordinators. <laughs> they certainly feel good yes. after what
1: BYU did in Vegas. BYU plus 2 in turnover margin, by the way. That's a Don't big thing for Elisa that.
0: Tuiaki. That was nice. At Kiwi Jackman tweets in, I'd vote for Joe Critchlow for putting the BYU fan base on a critch high.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Critchlow puts everyone on a critch high. Hey, we, we've got some more uh, puns for you. You ready? <laughs> Go ahead. You made these up. Go ahead. Uh, yes. The Squall Fence was the one that yeah, I, fence. I like went Jamal with
0: fence. for Squally yeah. Canada. Okay, High Squality Runner come on you have to admit that's at least decent okay and we do a cool thing about Canada right a cool thing how about a squally thing about
1: Canada squality is not an act it's a habit (laughs) and and you you, you've left out the best one
0: whom Kalani Satake calls he squalifies
1: winner winner (laughs) pun for the win come on Come on, man. Got a bunch of stiffs running the board today. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Come on.
0: <laughs> it's time that we play Big Deal, No Deal.
2: Big Deal. No deal. deal.
0: Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau, bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Number 1. Speaking of high quality.
2: Boo. <laughs> I right, shut Halloween anymore. All right. Going to do something. You just stole my thunder. Hey, uh, I'm going to do this today in honor of Elijah Bryant. Squally Canada averaging nine yards per carry over the past two games. Big deal, no deal.
1: This is a big deal. Of course it is. Not. Stop staring at me. Nine yards per carry? Are you serious? The last two games? That is amazing. That, that is Okay, that's bad. <laughs> in a world where Squally Canada averages nine a game, You've been in carry.
0: You've been disqualified.
1: Oh, okay. That's better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so bad. This is so bad. Yes.
1: You know that was good, baby.
0: No. Yeah. Uh this better. is a this is a big deal. Nine yards per carry. I just want to know what changed. Like what happened for Squally Canada? Mentally, physically, to kind of let him turn the yeah, corner. Yeah, good question. Someone should ask should have asked him that. I mean, he, in the post game show. Were like, whoa, well, it was UNLV. UNLV's defense wasn't. That bad, and Fresno State's defense definitely wasn't that bad, but he enjoyed some big numbers against you know some decent defenses.
1: You know, not a good defense.
0: Well, they're not as bad as BYU has faced. As bad as it, yeah, okay is my point. Yes.
2: Number two. Big deal, no deal. Joe Critchlow having the highest QB efficiency rating of any BYU quarterback.
1: Oh, this is a big deal. Fourth string walk on goes in. You don't expect Anything from that. Yet, Joe Critchlow had, you could argue, the best performance of any BYU quarterback in any game, given the circumstances. He didn't have the most yards of touchdowns, but he had the best performance, in my opinion. Big deal.
0: This is a big deal because it's a 100% indictment of the entire BYU football season
1: on offense. The fact that Joe Critchlow... Spes- are you s- specifically those quarterbacks, too, a little bit? Yes. Yeah? Like, like B- The BYU offense has not played up to speed. The quarterbacks have not... Played up to the standard, right? Joe Critchlow only completed fourteen passes, but it was the decision making and the timeliness and when they happened and it where was, they happened.
0: It was fantastic, but the fact that Joe Critchlow is on top of this list right now tells me everything I need to know about BYU's offensive struggles
1: this year.
2: Yeah, seriously. Number three, big deal, no deal. Yoli Child's recording a four by five against the Delta. Devils.
1: Now, I go, yes, big deal, because a 4 by 5 wherever it comes, is a big deal. It hasn't happened a 100 times in BYU history. It's happened 17. And there have been 17, a 17, that's million,
0: it. that's a rough estimate, a million BOA basketball games in history. Roughly 1 million. There have been so many. So for it only to happen 17 times, yeah, it's a big deal. And it's an even bigger deal because it was quiet behind what Elijah Bryant did. 27 points, and he had an An historic night, going ten of eleven from the field.
1: Amen to that. Number four.
2: Speaking of which, big deal, no deal. Elijah Bryant missing only one shot. (laughs) Oh,
1: the camera's too close. Uh, That's a big deal. That is the highest field goal percentage. Hi, Elijah, behind us. That is that is the that is the highest. No. I'll close my eyes. That is the highest percentage shooting percentage uh, by a player with <laughs> at least 10 field goals attempted in a season opener in BYU history. That from your boy Kyle Chilton.
0: Again, I don't care that it's against Mississippi Valley State. Because guess what? Other players could have shot that well against really bad teams and didn't. It's a big deal. <laughs> How are you going to say no to that face right there? <laughs> he, Elijah Bryant for those listening on the radio, <laughs> you his, had to watch today. His face is, uh, or his eyes, I should say, we're have totally we're zoomed ta- in. Yeah, Taking up a seventy-inch monitor. Nose to
1: eyebrows—that's the range we're looking at right now.
0: <laughs> I hope this gets back to Eli. Please tweet him a million times with this screen.
2: That's quality television.
0: <laughs> Number five.
2: Last one, big deal, no deal. BYU, one of 197 college hoops teams that remain undefeated. Uh,
0: Jerem is, <laughs> he says it's a big deal. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness, Jerem just walked away from his seat into uh, the face of one of the cameras, and you were su- you no were deal. super
1: it's- in focus there, I- Jerem. I know. Yeah, I said big. It's not a. An- big deal. No. It's it's not, it's big. not a big deal. No. there Our are 300... Ken Pomeroy keeps dragging this.
0: There are 351 college basketball teams. Yeah, that didn't happen. And 197 after the weekend remain
1: undefeated. The quest for perfection is alive and bad. No. Stop. Will BYU be undefeated after Wednesday is the real question. Will they be undefeated after this week? I think that would be awesome. Oh, it would be huge. Would you take a split this week? Yes. With Princeton-U.T. Yes. Arlington. Absolutely I would. I would take a competitive split. I, I wouldn't take j ju- it's it, just straight up. If flip. it
0: is a if it is a split,
1: it will be competitive. You think so? Hardest game being at Princeton more Absolutely. than UT Arlington at home. There's uh there's heck to pay, man. Saturday. Now here's the thing
0: about BYU playing it's at UT Princeton. It's UT Arlington. BYU plays in those types of gyms all the time now in the West Coast Conference. So that shouldn't this be is
1: so overblown. That, that the shouldn't size be. A of a thing. the well, thing. I know, going, I know. Oh, <laughs> no, no. You know what's not overblown? The $32 million endowment. Million? Billion. Billion, Sorry. billion dollar endowment of Princeton. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of dough.
0: You need to do that in the Princeton. Boys. Yeah, $32 billion. $32 billion. Dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which BYU Cougar had the best weekend and why? That is our Twitter question at CL underscore living. Tweets in, ho, 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 a new QB named Joe. Since he got the offense in tow, call him clutch. Lo,
1: you know. We open the door here. We open the gate to the upside down, and look what crawls through. Oh, boy. Close the gate.
0: At Greg Rosenhan, Squally Canada had a killer game. Take away his run presence, and the offense would not have succeeded. He made 11's job easier.
1: 11? Number 11 came in and
0: saved it! Remember when we did the Stranger Things episode? And we said, is number 11, is 11 the key to fixing things For BYU football,
1: Millie Bobby Brown, a.k.a. Joseph Critchlow, (laughs) is 11 the key. 11's the key. And what rhymes with key? Austin Lee, also 11. (laughs) This is the worst show we've ever done. At Lore Brad. Uh,
0: We've done way worse than this. Critchlow, beginner's luck? One and done?
1: Sure hope not. Squally, was the best. He was amazing. He really was. At Neil Early. What a perfect BYU fan sports weekend. Cougar basketball wins. Cougar volleyball wins. Cougar football wins. I might add that uh, cross-country qualified for the national championships. Oh, Holy cow. Awesome.
0: BYU women's volleyball back on BYU TV this Thursday night, by the way, after a winning weekend in oh, the Northwest.
1: They're 25-2. Yeah. and two. Coming up, which BYU teams took care of business over the weekend, not on the basketball or football court fields. Okay. And Jimmer Fredette. Has a drop-off in China! It wasn't 50, so it's disappointing. It's
0: hard not to drop off from 50. This This is BYU Sports. He didn't shove
2: anybody, so that was good. Big Deal, No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to
0: today's guests, Trevor Maddich of ESPN and Elijah Bryant's Eyes. If you missed any of the show, <laughs> download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play.
1: Coming up this week, plenty of awesome guests, including Between the Lines with uh, Lauren McLeanman, soccer captain, Mitchell Scott. They're going to Nationals in Arizona. And many other amazing guests. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Around. Football wins thanks to 11. Joe Critchlow. Friday night in Las Vegas. 31-21. Cougars have still never lost to UNLV in Las Vegas. Squally Canada rush No, for No, no, no.
0: Say his name right.
1: Squall fence Canada?
0: Say-say-qually. Oh, say Quali. Or suck-qually.
1: Say-qually Canada rushed for 213 yards. 8th most in BYU history on 25 carries. Yeah, baby. Men's basketball.
0: BYU basketball opened up the season with a 30-point win over the Delta Devils of Mississippi Valley State. Elijah Bryant led the Cougars with 27 points on 10 of 11 shooting, 6 of 7 from distance.
1: Cougars in the NFL. Well, Williams had 20 carries on uh, 467 yards in a Green Bay Packers win against the Chicago Bears. Kyle Vannoy led the Patriots with five tackles in a 41-16 Broncos beat Women's basketball.
0: In the ladies' season opener, BYU with a dramatic late comeback to beat Southern Utah 75-67 in overtime on Friday. Cassie Vajere led Brigham with 25 points.
1: Volleyball. Sounds like a cheap cologne. DeVajere. Number nine, BYU swept Portland on Saturday. Rounding jones and McKenna Miller combined for 27 kills in the win. Cross country.
0: The NCAA announced both men's and women's cross country at BYU qualified for nationals. The Let's go. The men second, yeah. and the women took third in the NCAA Mountain Regionals.
1: Jimmer. Bradette had 35 points. Disappointed. Only 35. Under 50. Seven rebounds and four assists in a Sharks win over the Flying Tigers. Look out for those. Cougars Overseas.
0: That might be one of my favorite mascots ever. The The Flying flying Tigers. Tigers.
1: That's awesome. Those are the worst kind of Tigers. Kalani
0: Purcell had four points and ten rebounds in a Melbourne Boomers win. Jen Hampson had 11 points and four rebounds in a Sydney Flames loss. Eric Mika with 21 points and seven rebounds in a Pissarro
1: win in Italy. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Cornrose Collinsworth had 12 points and 13 rebounds in a Texas Legends win in the G League.
0: Today's Rise and chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help.
1: You need the most. DexterLaw.com. He squalifies. Uh, Squally Canada, career high 213 yards. Suck quality, according to the UNLVPA. (laughs) Like Saquon Barkley. Suck uh, quality Canada. Yeah. There's no A in there. What's going on? Uh, What a performance from Canada. And Joe Crishlow and Elijah Bryant and cross-country teams. It was awesome. It was a fantastic weekend. Weekend. The best weekend of the fall sports season. Much needed. By far. Oh,
0: much needed. Which BYU Cougar had the best weekend and why? At Calmir tweets in Squally the Bulldozer Canada was the game's MVP and the most improved player. Hard to argue that over the last few weeks. Elite tweet of the day at Cosmo underscore duh underscore Cougar. You're looking at him. Traveling south is always great for my tan lines. Hashtag toasted cougar. Oh, Cosmo gets a shout-out.
1: Cosmo, okay, a little selfish, but all right. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand, BYUSN.com.
0: Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout-out to all of the BYU fourth-string quarterbacks. Let's see there were Tom Young. I think uh, Pendleton. um, Why are you saying into the camera again, Jerem?